young girls can be traumatized and nobody knows about it. These young girls can grow up to be women that are unhealed. Although this next podcast is not primarily focused on human trafficking, it is an underlying theme. And it speaks to my next guest, Miss Lucy Nalida. Lucy is an incredible woman who has overcome atrocities as a young girl. She will talk about her story, the bad dreams that she has had, and how she has harnessed vulnerability as a strength and a healing tool as she touches the lives of young girls and women to show them the light, to help them heal, and how she embodies it through the symbolism of the lotus flower. And she's gonna talk about that in her next book. The theme is the lotus, a healing heart. Join me on the other side for this very special edition of Flashpoint. And please share this with somebody who needs to hear it. I'll see you on the other side. Each year, um, according to the FBI uh, database, uh, the NCIC database, there's about 400,000 uh, children that are reported missing. Uh, some of them are found. Um, however, uh, it lends um, and presents a case of uh, desperation for many families that lose children. Uh, it's something that we didn't talk about for a long time. Uh, human trafficking has been in existence for many years, but it was it was hush-hush. I was terrified. I mean, for the longest time I suffered from anxiety. For the longest time I suffered from, you know, what coulda, shoulda. And maybe <laughs> my kids will probably say now that, Mom, you were way overprotective. Um, but that defines you. That, you know, puts you in that position where you, you it's either survive or die. I had a situation one time where I was playing in high school, playing for, um, the softball team and you know I'm a teenager I didn't have a car waiting for the bus I was at the bus stop waiting and I had my softball uniform on and this car just happens to go and the gentleman looked at me and literally did a u-turn came back I went back like this and he says oh no 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 no! I'm not gonna do anything to you I just want to give you my card he said I think you have a beautiful face I'm gonna photograph you and I said you know he says okay look I'm just gonna put it here Two days later, the gentleman came back and I was at the bus stop again and he came back and this time not just with one person but with two other individuals. And they um, grabbed me, put me in the back seat and said, okay, we're gonna t I'm gonna take those pictures now. I don't know how, but I said, oh no, this is not gonna happen to me. And I elbowed one in the throat pushed him, opened the door, pushed him out, and I got out and I just started running. Um, so it can happen. It can happen in any moment. It can happen when you least expect it. It can happen where you can't even fathom that it could happen, but it can happen. You know, and this was in broad daylight back then. Welcome everyone. This is Austin. This is Flashpoint Friday. Your turnaround story starts here. I'm so glad that you're with me today, whether you're live or on the playback, I trust that the way this show opened, you are realizing that you are in for an incredible, incredible 
introduction to a woman that I believe is coming into her own right, who's claiming her power, who's allowing her voice to be heard, realizing that there's a deeper purpose. And not only that, she's one of the authors in our book, Flashpoint. Your turnaround story starts here. 12 incredible stories and the lessons learned. And Lucy Nelida is one of the people that are in this book. Not only is she everything I just said, she's been working with young girls for many years. She's been an advocate. She's kind of reached down to empower them, to inspire them, to help them get over whatever trauma that they've gone through, to help them believe in their dreams again. As a matter of fact, she's writing a program, The Healing of a Lotus Heart. It's a book that's going to be coming out. There's a whole program. She's talked to schools. There's all kinds of incredible things that are happening. This you're, you're basically watching Lucy step into her own right and step into her power. There's a bunch of other things that I'm going to talk to you about, Lucy. But before I do, before I bring Lucy on, I want to introduce you to Flashpoint. There's a couple themes that are involved in the show. Number one is the hourglass. We focus on the hourglass to remind us that we can't live in the past, right? We can't live in, in the past. We can't live in the future. We can only dial into right here. So whenever you're getting this show, my intention for you is to get something from this. And it's going to happen when you're present and you're in this moment. So whatever's going on, take a breath, step into this moment with us, allow something new to show up, put the filter aside Grab something for yourself, okay? We have the cowbell, which is to highlight great moments throughout the show. If there's something that moves you, stokes you, provokes you, evokes you, type in cowbell, and we're going to highlight with the cowbell. The other thing we just added is the Thomas Edison light bulb. I bought this up in Menlo Park at the, at the site that Thomas Edison created the incandescent light bulb that would be in existence for 100 years. And it's to remind us that Failure is not failure. It's successful ways to create other ways. Uh, he said, I didn't fail. I created 10,000 ways that the light bulb wouldn't work. So I want to remind you that failure is a part of the process. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Help me introduce. Give me some hearts. Give me some love. Help me introduce this incredible woman and also a really close personal friend, Miss Lucy Nelida. Hi. Lucy, it is so, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> this has been, uh, you're the last of the authors to come on Flashpoint. You have an incredible story. Uh, for those of you that are just joining, I'm going to call you to go back and listen to the beginning and, and maybe we'll share it at the end if we have time. Lucy, you are a pioneering member of Flashpoint. Yeah, totally. I'm sorry. Begins here. No, but you're, uh, you, you are a pioneering member of this uh -huh. particular calendar that was featured in that, that video. Oh, yes. I was approached by Beatrice Car Caraballo Sanabria about she wanted to do this um, calendar about showcasing women, um, everyday women who make a difference in their communities, et cetera, et cetera. And, but one of the features was that we wanted to support human trafficking because it's not so much out there. You know, there's not, there's, information out there, but it's not widely or nationally um, really talked about. It's kind of one of those things taboo that you don't really discuss. We know it exists, but it's not at the forefront. So she approached me and these 11 other beautiful women. And um, so the calendar was called, it, it was uh, Miss October 2018. 
for um, El Poder de la Mujer Latina. So it's the power of the Latin woman. And your, your story, your vulnerability, and your willingness to share is why you've become such, you've created such empowerment for yourself and others. Because I, and it sounds, because I've, I've talked to women who are, are they're, they're so afraid, Lucy, to share their story. And, and, they, and they look at you, but, and that's why I really want to dive into your story today. And, uh, and also, I, I just want to point out that you're, you're, you're also, um, you were a moderator as a part of the leadership uh, Latina presentation that yes. was at Rowan, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Be Beatrice uh, could not attend, so she asked me, you know, um, to help moderate it and, you know, give a little bit of snippet of my my story along with these other um, beautiful women. And um, yeah, it was a great experience. You know, you got exposure, you got to speak about, you know, the different aspects that women, Latin women go through. And um, yeah, it was amazing. And not just Latin women, you know, I keep, you know, that was the focus then, but it's women in general, you know, women, young girls, yes. you know, teenagers, you know, so yes. it was fantastic. So I'm eager to get into your story and I want to make mm -hmm. this clear. This, this interview is not about human trafficking. This is about yeah. Lucy's story. However, Lucy's story is so deep and incredible that it will, because that's what Lucy, you do. You help young girls and, and women even overcome this trauma, right? So it doesn't matter where it comes from. You, you encourage them, inspire them to heal, to step into their power, to dream again. And, and so that's what this is about. So I want to encourage you to share this with any, any woman that you feel needs to hear this, please. Because this information can change someone's life. It can impact them at a deep level. So Lucy, are you ready to, to go into your story? I want to go back because I know the story. <laughs> and, and I talked to you before this to make sure this was okay with you. But uh, I'd, I'd like people to get some context on you. Oh, let's see if we got connection here. Okay, we have a little bit of a rough connection, but we're gonna we're gonna stay with it while we're doing that. Hey, Mandy, I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much, Mandy. Mandy's one of our co-authors in the book as well. Incredible story. Welcome, welcome, hello. I'm glad you're here. So glad to have you here. Okay, are you back with me, Lucy? I'm here. All right, let's go for it. Let's uh, let's talk about your story and and how all this how you got here. Where did this all start? Um, give me a little bit more specific. Like, where do you want me to begin? Like, what, what exactly? Because at the, be I, at the know, beginning, at the beginning, I mean, I will touch upon certain things. I don't want to give too much. Um, but you know, it all started, you know, as a young girl, you know, going through, um, being afraid. Um, if you read my chapter in the um, Flashpoint book you will realize that I started off with a dream. I started off telling you about a dream, about a nightmare that I consistently had over the years. I mean, and it very well into my young adult, even after I had my babies, you know, I, you know, it would, it's about um, me playing and me, um, you know, listening to, you know, playing around and then listening to this car and this white van that would, I would see, I would hear it from a distance, and then I would see this van just coming towards me, and I would try to hide from it because I knew nothing good was coming from this white van. Something was going to happen, and um, and sure enough, in the dream, it would it would put me in such fright that I would run, I would hide, 
But then people would drive up all on me and, you know, people would come out and they would grab me. And as much as I would go ahead and try to run away or whatever, there was nothing. They would throw me in the van and then I would be waking it up. I'd be woken up. And sometimes I would be woken up, you know, by myself screaming because I was so afraid, but I would be woken up being beaten to death pretty much by my stepfather, you know, who would um, just, I guess he was a horrible individual. (laughs) That's the best way for me to describe it. But I guess, you know, I can't comment on why his psyche is, but we all know there's bad people in the world. But I would, I would constantly, constantly be beaten. Um, and a lot of and this information, you know, I kept hidden from my family for a very, very long time. As a matter of fact, some of them will probably just realize it now because I haven't spoken to anyone about it. I'm a very closed book. Austin, you know that for a fact. I'm a very closed book. I cocoon myself when things get a little bit um, unpredictable or I'm not, you know, if I need to figure something out. Nobody will know if something is going on with me unless I let you see it. And I'm very good at hiding that. Yes. And I want to honor you for bringing that up because I think you have learned to, to through your experience, like this isn't like you're reading a textbook. It's not like you go and learn about this stuff. You've lived it and you've created these ways to not only survive, but thrive. And I can see that in your, in the amazing family, your children are amazing you have a grandson now. You're enjoying every bit of that. But yet, you still have the ability to go and cocoon yourself, which you know is not the right thing to do. But you figured out this exactly. way where you cocoon yourself, but then you'll step out and, and you'll get help. You'll talk to people, but but on your terms. And I think this is evolving for you. And I really appreciate you, you being open about that. I think it's important to be vulnerable because you're not going to help anyone if you're not vulnerable. You know, you can have those individuals who are not a believer who say, oh, you know, there's no way. But you can. You, you can evolve yourself into um, a person that knows how to heal within, that will find every avenue to get better, even if you don't get the help. Now, mind you, you know, I started off with the, the whole nightmare. You know, I was, my stepfather would lock me in the basement, you know, for whatever reason he wanted to. You know, where I wrote on the wall. You know, if I made a mistake and yelled, or if I cried at the time when I was living with my mother, if I yelled at my mother, or I wanted to be with my mother, I wanted to play with my mother, and he wanted attention, you know, he would lock me in the basement. And sometimes without dinner, sometimes I slept overnight in the basement. And it was in those times that I think that's what brought in, I, I really feel that's when I got my core strength, because it was during those times that I focused on things around me. And then I would notice a rock by the window and I would climb on that rock, you know, uh, you know, I would climb near the window and I would grab the rock and that would be my kind of my safe space. And then what, another thing that was miraculous to, for me when I think back and it's so important, I would always see a bird by the window. And this is every single time I was locked up in the basement, every single time I had a bad experience a bird would always show up by my window. Wow. And this is even true to this day. Just as a symbol of what did that bird mean for you? For me, you know, my faith, and you know, this is, I don't, 
practice religion. I believe in, in a higher power. I believe in God and that my spirituality is very strong and my faith is very strong. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, God, this, God, that. No. But whatever it was, whether it was a higher power, whether it was God, whatever. <laughs> Mandy asked for the cowbell. She's feeling it. So I want to, you know, the cowbells, when we highlight a moment that just happened, we're talking about the bird outside the window that when, when, when Lucy, so please continue, Lucy, what this meant for you. So it just meant that I wasn't alone. And that was, you know, I would focus on that and I would say my prayers. You know, I would pray. So I don't, you know, for me, in my darkest moments, I prayed and something would happen. Either I would feel like a core strength that would push me to move on and they would push me to other things, you know, to better myself. And, and, and if, if you know what I mean, um, you know, I do know what you mean, Lucy. I do. And, um, you know, from there, you know, you know, I guess later as an adult, I realized that my mother must have been in a domestic violence. Hold on. Relationship. Let me, uh, you cut out for a moment, Lucy. So just, let's just share this again. So you realized that your mother. Must have been in a domestic violence um, relationship because I know we ran away um, during the middle of the night and we wound up in New York. And um, wow. over there, you know, it was scary for me, mind you. I was always very intelligent. I was a seeker of the world, even as young as I was, when I would go to Sunday school, you know, Sunday Bible school or whatever it was, I'll, my question to the nuns or to everybody, anyone in higher position was, well, where did God come from? Well, how can he exist? If there was nothing out of nothing, then how did how does he exist? You know, so I, I've always been a very deep thinker. I've been reading since I was a very young, at a very young age. When I went to school, you know, I was bullied because I had very thick glasses. My vision is not bad, is very bad. You know, if I, I can't, like right now, if people are commenting or whatever, I can't see it. Well, I'm going to, we're going <laughs> to highlight some I of these comments. To, yeah. I, even when you. Highlighted, I can't see it. You know, that's, well, that's okay. I'm going to, when like, we get a break like, here, I'm going to highlight these comments. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, I was bullied. I had very thick glasses. I was bullied. And then I got um, skipped a grade and into third grade. Well, then I was even more bullied. And then, you know, my mother went through this period where she went from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend, you know, and oh unfortunately, you know, things happen, you know, things happen, you know. Mandy's saying, well, we um, see you beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, and so, you know, my mother, my, my from boyfriend, a boyfriend and, you know, um, things happen, you know what I mean? So as a young woman, you know, I was abused. I was sexually abused. I was, you know, physically abused. Um, I mean, and it was difficult. I was wrong and I didn't understand why I wasn't being protected. Right. Let me let me just pause, Lucy. I'm going to pause for a moment because your connection is in and out. But um, I, I want to first of all honor you for sharing this. You, you you're talking about you went through abuse, right? You were abused, mm -hmm. and you during these dark moments, you're you're wondering why am I not protected? 
Why is my, why is my mother not protecting me from this situation? Right. And, and you, and I've, you and I have talked personally, but I, I, and I know this is hitting home for Mandy. So I, I wanted to just make sure, cause you are cutting out. So I'm going to turn it back over to you now because I, you, you've, gosh, you've, you've really just, you're such an inspiration. So. I'm just any, every other woman on stage. I, I know <laughs> you say that, woman. but you're, you're, you're really not, you're really not. And um, I think every other one. there's really, um, <laughs> I, um, you know, yeah, no, it, it always wondered. I always, I think it, it was then that I started that belief in myself that I wasn't good enough, that there was no one on this earth that's going to love me because if my mother didn't take care of me, you know, if my mother didn't get two, two nothings about what was going on with me, even after I told her, um, who's going to love me? My father was, you know, he was a drunk. He left my life. I think I was four years old when he went to, went back to Puerto Rico and I had never seen, I never saw him again until I, I met him briefly at the age of 13. And then he came back into my life at the age of 19. So I really didn't have a relationship with my, my, my mother and or my father. And um, so I felt very much alone, very much alone. So you're talking about a, you know, seven, eight, nine-year-old, 10-year-old girl who should have been worrying about playdates, playing, learning, being in dance class and things like that, just trying to survive, trying to make sure there was nothing coming back behind her to grab her or nobody that's going to smack her or pull her hair or jump her. I mean, I would, I got jumped at least four or five times, you know, at the age of nine by girls, you know, I mean, and I was bullied. I, it, it was, it, it, it was, it was very, um, I still have a scar on my arm from a, a girl that bit me and she left an open wound. I still have a scar, you know? So it's one of those things, you know, that you, you think about it and you're like, wow, you know, this is what I went through. Um, you know, and then oh, God, you know, I, I always that. say, <laughs> I always say my saving angel or my saving grace was my grandmother. You know, my grandmother was the epitome of, of toughness. And she was just uh, the epitome of toughness and strength. Because this woman, and I have to reiterate this, that this woman came at a very young age with five of her children. She had six in total, but four of her children, I should say, from Puerto Rico to Camden, New Jersey. Back event. All right. Unfortunately, Lucy, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to stop you for a moment because you're cutting out. Okay. So your grandmother um, had uh, six children and four of them. Uh, what's the story about the four of them? Um, the four of them, she raised them by herself. She raised them by herself. Wow. By herself. Yeah. Her husband, uh, her husband worked in construction and he um, had a slab, a cement slab that fell on him in Puerto Rico. Oh so he passed away. Yeah, the youngest was, I believe, three years old. Three years old. Oh, yeah, my God. Six children. So wow. um, I think it was shortly after that that she decided to, I think the oldest, one of the oldest children had gone into the Army or something and then had, was here in Camden. And that's how 
she moved down here. So, you know, my grandmother pretty much adopted me at the age of 10. Now, I give her the credit in the world for being a saint with me because I never received help. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. She probably had a lot of grace with yeah. you. and She knew how to love you. She gave me love. My grandmother, I developed such high anxiety and with the dreams and stuff. I would probably sleep with my grandmother. I would, I couldn't sleep. I would say, Grandma, can I, you know, Abuela, can I go, you know, and sleep with you? And she was like, sure. Um, abuela. Abuela, abuela is grandmother in Spanish, right? Yes, my abuela. And I would, up until I was 17, 18 years old, I, my anxiety levels were so high. Give, give Lucy some I, love here, by the way. I was just, Give Lucy some love, everyone. Uh, Lucy, I, was, I appreciate you sharing this. I was on survivor mode, I would say, most of my life, up until probably recently. Just survivor mode, survivor mode, making sure that I, I survived. I... I'm doing that because what you just said, I've been in survival mode up until recently. And when I, before we got on this interview today, I could see the lightness in your face, the liberation, because you are such an incredible testimony, Lucy. And, and there's so much good you're going to, you're, you're doing in this world and you're going to do in this world. And uh, we have about eight minutes left, I, I, seven minutes. I want to talk about the, the lotus flower and because this is the epitome of your story. Uh, you, it, it, it's like the lotus flower embodies who you are, and it's going to be a part of your book. So I want you to talk about this, and you know, and not to mention all the all the young women that you've helped to this point already. Now imagine Absolutely. what's going to happen moving forward. Absolutely. Well, I mean, from a young age, you know, I realized that I um, I had an affinity to listen, and I had an affinity to just process information. You know, I'm, I'm the quiet one that processes everything and then I do. And, um, you know, when I finally, after everything that I had gone through, you know, when I got married, I had four children, I went through a divorce. And it was during that divorce period that I realized that I needed to stop survival mode crap and really focus on everything. But even throughout that period, when I met this beautiful woman, Mary O'Neill, who rest her soul, um, she just woke, lit a fire inside of me because she was the one that made me realize what I needed to face. And she helped me realize that. And she helped me. Um, we started a program where I would talk to these girls who have been raped, who have been um, caused, you know, abuse in different situations and stuff. And we developed this group and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And of course the pandemic happened and stuff like that, but I'm still in contact with a lot of the girls. We text, we Zoom. So that's a good thing. Uh, um, but I, the book started from a very young age. I had this diary that I would write stuff in. I always pictured myself writing a book. What about? I don't know. I have a vivid imagination and I can come up with different scenarios. As a matter of fact, I'm working on a trilogy for some for, uh, a fiction trilogy, but that's neither here nor there. Over here, my book started out as Lotus Rising. You know that. I remember. It was Lotus Rising. Um, and I forget what the journey, whatever it was. A um, reflection of growth. A reflection of growth. Lotus Rising, a reflection of growth. I didn't realize that was a process. That book was the process. 
And as I was going through it, <laughs> as I was going through it, I there were many times that I had put it up on Amazon to get it published, but I would stop myself because there was just something in me that said, it's not ready. It's not ready. There's something missing. And I didn't realize that that was actually the workbook. That was actually the, 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 the process of what I did to heal. And when it hit me, I'm like, I need to redo this whole thing over. This is ridiculous. Like, I, no, this is the process and this is the healing. So this lotus flower for me, as, you, as many of you know, or if you don't know, the lotus flower grows in the mud. It comes from such darkness, from the mud, from muddy beginnings, this beautiful flower rises. So I, I'm like, I come from the poorest city in the nation, you know, Camden, New Jersey. That's where I was born and raised. And to come from that to where I am today, now, mind you, I'm not rich <laughs> i don't have anything i'm unemployed right now because of the pandemic and you know things whatever but my success is the ability to help these young ladies my success is my four beautiful children my success is that beautiful grandson who i get to spend time let's with. get let's get it we want to get a photo of that make sure we get a photo so i can share it in the comments of your children i want people to see that sure uh my grandson um you know, who I am enjoying seeing life, the world through his eyes. Um, that's my Beautiful. success. You know, that's my success right now. And then all the future endeavors that I'm working with, you know, people, there's always been what I realized that God has put people in my life, in my path for a reason. It, you know, it started with, you know, Mrs. Applebaum in fifth grade. I mean, in kindergarten, it be, later with Miss Cannon in high school, with Miss Sierra in high school. So Lucy, <laughs> Lucy. There's so much to this. We're going to have to do a, another interview. I have like a minute. And, and I think you, Mandy is saying you're an incredible success. She loves all your ideas. You're so loved, my friend. So what, just tell people how they can connect with you because I want to make sure people can connect with you. They can definitely connect me on Facebook. Lucy Nelly on Facebook. Um, they can connect me on email, Lucy Nelly lucy.nelly.71 at gmail.com. Um, but definitely the best way is probably through Facebook. Through you, Austin, they can, you know, if they want to come through you and then, you know, vice versa, et cetera. But yeah, but there's so much more that I would love to say. But, you know, the key point is that there's been a lot of people in my life. You have been one of them. You know, my children, let me tell you, my reason for living, and there's more to that, and there's a reason I say that have been my children. Because there's been a lot. Lucy, I'm so glad that we had this time today. We're going to do a follow-up, everyone, because there's just so much here that you're going to want to hear from Lucy again. As her book comes out, The Healing of the Lotus Heart, she's an author in Flashpoint. Your turnaround story starts here. My name's Austin. This is Flashpoint Friday. Your turnaround story starts here. Have a great Friday, everyone. Bye for now.